Infirmary Media. Warning, the following program features content that may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to the Bo Cephas Broadcast. Good day to you, America, and welcome to the Bo Cephas Broadcast, a special Countdown Corral edition. Very happy to have you here on one of the biggest professional sporting days in the entire United States. It is Sunday, February 3rd, 2019, and I am, of course, talking about this evening's big contest between two premier teams of high-caliber athletes. That's right. Speaking, of course, about the return this evening of WWE's Halftime Heat, which is going to be streaming live on all your favorite social media platforms, as well as the WWE Network, which is free for the first month to new subscribers and $9.99 a month after that, if you've got the regular subscription plan like I do. Anyway, tonight's contest is going to see uh, six of professional wrestling's top talents squaring off against each other in a six-man tag team matchup that is going to take place during halftime of the Super Bowl, which also airs this evening. Uh, on your local over-the-air news station, if you want to check that out, the big Super Bowl football game. Today also marks a historic day for fans of Monsters, Inc. Of course, today is 2-3-19, which 23-19, if you look at it that way. Uh, never a good thing in the world of the scare business, so everybody be safe out there. Make sure you steer clear of socks today. Don't want anybody getting injured, getting hurt. Don't want any mass hysteria or panic running throughout the streets. Another uh, significantly historic event marked today. This day in history marks the 60th anniversary of the event that has come to be known as the day the music died. And no, it's not the day that Don McLean wrote American Pie. A plane crash in Iowa claimed the lives of Buddy Holly, Richie Valens, and the big bopper J.P. Richardson uh, on this day 60 years ago. Interesting fact I learned by reading one of my favorite books, which is the autobiography of Waylon Jennings, who is one of my favorite country music singers of all time. The big bopper, J.P. Richardson, would not have been on that plane had it not been for Waylon Jennings giving up his seat and the opportunity to play that show. There's a little trivia for you this week. So it could have been, we could have lost Waylon Jennings instead of the big bopper, J.P. Richardson, and that uh, infamous plane crash. We're all learning a little something here this week on the Bocephus broadcast. Uh, This week marks yet another great milestone as we welcome the return of the listener-powered podcast for the first time in 2019. And while it's not exactly the typical form of the listener-powered podcast you're used to, this week is is still, uh, the show is still controlled by you. And now, last week, I touched on some of the biggest pet peeves that I have, and I mentioned that as I get older, I'm becoming a little more crotchety, a little less uh, uh, willing to deal with the public and just regular situations that everybody encounters every day. It just I'm lowering my tolerance for seemingly everything, and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I suppose it depends on who you ask and who's involved. But anyway, last week I touched on some of those. That opened the door to some of you sharing your biggest pet peeves with us. And this week we're going to have ourselves a a countdown of the top pet peeves as submitted by you, our loyal listeners. But of course, naturally, a countdown wouldn't be a countdown without help from one of the greatest counterdowners of all time. Let's welcome him in to the Bo Cephas Broadcast Studios. Go ahead and introduce yourself there, sir. I'm Casey Kasem. Man, and it's uh, it's an absolute pleasure. It's an honor. It's uh, it's one hundred percent my privilege to have you here alongside me this week. This is definitely something uh, that I'm going to be adding to my list of accomplishments as a uh, as a broadcaster. I'll tell you that much. Good. Of course, we're preparing for this week's countdown with a delicious ice cold bush light. 
Now, uh, I will be watching the Super Bowl this evening, though I, I really have no dog in this fight. And I may have mentioned this a few episodes back. I did watch that Chiefs playoff game against the Patriots a couple weeks back, and that was the first NFL game that I've watched in probably a year or so. I just kind of you know lost interest in it for a long time. But regardless, uh, Super Bowl Sunday, I'm, I'm always, I'm always going to watch it. I'm, I'm a fan of football. I'm always going to watch the Super Bowl. I think anybody who's not a fan of football usually watches the Super Bowl, if not for the game, of course, for the commercials. Regardless, Super Bowl Sunday wouldn't be uh, wouldn't be complete without a frosty cold beverage of choice. And my frosty cold beverage of choice is, of course, Bush Light. Want another one? Casey Kasem is offering me a, a cold Bush Light. How can I say no to that? Toss toss one over to me, sir, if you would, please. Okay. Can I interest you in one as well? Would you like a Bush Light? Sure. Mr. Kasem and I would like to thank Bush Light for providing us plenty of whistle wet and juice for this week's show. It's certainly, like I said, my drink of choice. And uh, and are are you a fan, Mr. Kasem? Yeah. Well, let's get down to business. Uh, Again, as I mentioned, we have compiled a list of the biggest pet peeves as submitted by you, our listeners, this week. And we're going to count them down in just a moment. I have to say one of the biggest pet peeves, going back to watching the Super Bowl commercials that I mentioned just a few moments ago. This is a pet peeve that's certainly relevant to this particular day. It's, It's that companies, one of my biggest pet peeves is companies are now releasing their, quote, Super Bowl ads before the Super Bowl even airs. We're talking days in advance, sometimes even weeks in some cases, and most of them don't even air during the actual game itself. So why, why are they calling these Super Bowl ads when they're not airing during the Super Bowl? Now, the internet has truly changed the face of advertising during, you know, the big sports spectacle. I think it was maybe GoDaddy and there was a, maybe Lexus, there was a certain car company, it's escaping me at the moment, but they really started to capitalize on the internet when it came to Super Bowl ads. They would air essentially a bunch of teasers, what they you know come to be known as now, teasers that would encourage you to go to their websites, the company's websites, to see the rest of the ad or to get more information. Actually, you know, when you step back and look at it, it's a very brilliant marketing strategy to get people to visit your website. You get new hits on your page. People learn more about your company and your products. That's It, it was actually a really clever, smart marketing tactic. But like I said, now we have companies debuting their Super Bowl ads days before the game even airs on their social media platforms. They're, they're putting these on their social media pages before the game is even on. So it defeats the purpose, like I said, of calling it a Super Bowl ad for all intents and purposes. And that's exactly what they're doing, too. They're calling them Super Bowl ads. I know it's it's a very superficial thing to gripe about and to consider a pet peeve, but that's uh, that's one of mine this week. And it's certainly relevant considering the uh, the day that this is being recorded. Now, Casey Kasem, what what would you say is your you've been around for a while? You've seen and done a lot of things. What is your biggest pet peeve? I want a goddamn concerted effort to come out of a record that isn't a fucking up tempo record every time I do a goddamn death dedication. This a god last goddamn time. I want somebody use his fucking brain to not come out of a goddamn record that is uh, that that's up tempo, and I got to talk about a fucking dog dying. You know they do this to me all the time. I don't know what the hell they do it for, but goddamn it, if I don't understand it. See, when you come out of those up tempo goddamn numbers, man, it's impossible to make those transitions, and then you got to go into somebody dying. Whew. You, you are you are you gonna be? Are you okay? Are you going to be okay to do the rest of the show? Do you, you feel you feel better? Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, anyway, here is the list. Several, quite a hefty list here at that of the uh, top pet peeves for this week's listener-powered podcast and countdown. You got all that? Yeah. Okay, good. Are you ready, Mr. Kasem? Yes, I'm ready. All right, let's kick it off. Ladies and gentlemen, here's this week's Bocephus broadcast countdown of the top pet peeves as submitted by you our loyal listeners. 
Now, on with the countdown. We start off with Mr. Casey Kasem, number... Seven. Number seven from Scotty Vaughn, our good friend Scotty V of Staggered Fame. Scotty says one of his biggest pet peeves is leaving cabinet doors open. Yeah. I get that. I think I could agree with that. I am uh, I'm, I'm guilty of this one, however, so you know I understand it being an easy trap to fall into. Now, leaving lights on or leaving refrigerator doors open, that's one that really gets to me. I don't do that one regularly, and it drives me absolutely batty. When people do, it's just, you, you flick a switch. That's all you got to do. You're done in the room. Flip the switch off. That's it. That's all you got to do. Simple. You know? Sure. All right. Moving on to number six. <laughs> number six comes to us from the official Bocephus broadcast hotline available for you 24-7, toll free by calling 872-222-8610. Casey, where is uh, where's this caller coming from? It's from a man in Cincinnati, Ohio. Cincinnati. Didn't know we had fans. At Far East. All right, here we go. Yeah, hey, this is Jerry. I'm going to have to say probably my biggest pet peeve would be people that uh, they don't pick up their dog shit after their dogs, you know, just drop a hot loaf on my lawn or uh, anywhere for that matter, the dog park, uh, you know, just off the sidewalk and anywhere. Just So, uh, yeah, biggest pet peeve is uh, people that don't pick up the dog shit. Thank you. Picking up the dog crap. You know, we got a we have a dog waste bag carrier that just clips onto the dog's leash so that when we're you know walking him or when we're we happen to be outside of our yard in public, we're able to just properly pick up and dispose of his droppings and keep Mother Nature as uh, clean, if not cleaner, than when we found it before. Now, Mr. Kasem, you used to have a little pup yourself, didn't you? Yes. He was a little dog named Snuggles. Very sweet. Snuggles. All right, now on to number five. Number five arrives via our Facebook page. Head on over there. Give us a like. You can submit your pet peeves at facebook.com slash broadcast. This one is from our dear friend Alta King, who says her biggest pet peeve is the reply all option on emails. Oh, no. Yes. Seems that uh, people don't seem to understand the concept of just replying directly to the person or the few people that it pertains to you know when responding to an email so if you get like a company-wide email that goes out to over 100 employees that just says something like hey we're having cake in the break room to celebrate nancy's birthday on tuesday at three o'clock in the afternoon hope you can be there okay so that's an example of an informational email that's going company-wide that you really don't need to respond to at least you don't need to respond to everybody in the company that that email went to right yes Like, it doesn't necessarily warrant a response. And you're always going to have a handful of people who didn't or don't grasp that concept. And they'll respond with one-word emails to the entire reply-all list. So then you get, like, days worth of, you know, your inbox being flooded with these one-liners that were just completely unnecessary. Like, you know, uh, Kevin from, from, uh, you know, accounts receivable. He's like, okay, I'll be there. Or... Linda from payroll. She's like, I can't make it. I got to go get an enema that day. Or, you know, it's just totally unnecessary and it really gets under your skin or it does mine. And obviously someone else's or else they wouldn't have said that as a pet peeve. Four. All right. We got another phone call here for number four. Is Don on the phone? I don't believe this is from Don. No. Okay, good. Hello, listeners. This is Boyd McKennell from the Mall Walkers Club. I uh, wanted to let you all know that there will be a soup supper benefit for Phyllis Kratzland uh, this Saturday. Uh, not not yesterday, but, uh, well, this coming Saturday at, uh, at the food court in the mall. Uh, we'll have soup, and it will, it will benefit Phyllis. So if you have any questions 
uh, please get in contact with the mall uh, or, or uh, your uh, the the person from the Mall Walkers Club that you know. Thank you. Bye. Where's the hang-up button here? Oh, there it is. All right, so that would be uh, Boyd McKennell of the local Mall Walkers Club, proud sponsor of the Bocephus broadcast. He's evidently confused. He thought this was the community calendar episode. Casey, can you can you make me a note to follow up with him uh, later this week about that, would you please? Got you. Thank you. Now, on to number... Three. Number three. Rolling in via Facebook once again. This one is from Melissa Hess, who actually has a few pet peeves for us, Casey. Good. All right, Melissa says her top pet peeves are as follows. Chewing with your mouth open, and the subsequent noises that arise from that, which are always very unpleasant. Oh, no. Yes, very rude indeed. She also says some of her biggest gripes include saying, I seen it. I get that for sure. You're a... Uh, a big stickler for grammar, too, right, Mr. Kasem? Yes. Melissa also says some of her pet peeves are talking about politics in inappropriate places and gym or workout photos that are posted on Facebook. Now, I can tell you one of the most uncomfortable situations in which I've ever been regarding both the gym and politics is a man probably uh, probably about your age, Mr. Kasem, who was just buck naked while I was changing my clothes after I worked out. And he had the the large tub of uh, talcum powder, like baby powder. He was tossing that on his private parts. And at the same time, asking me what I thought while making contact, while making eye contact, uh, asking me what I thought of President Obama, or as he called him, President Obama. True story. Very, very uncomfortable situation for sure. What happened to the pictures I was supposed to see this week? Wait, are you... Were you talking about the gym picture, like the flex workout picture? Or did you think I had photos of this man trying to talk about the president with me in the locker room while he was new? No, no. You know what? Just uh, moving on, moving on to the next number. Number two. Number two. Number two on this week's countdown of the listener submitted pet peeves comes to us from my sister who says her biggest pet peeve is unnecessary apostrophes. Again, we're going back to uh, grammatical correctness. Uh, we are truly cut from the same cloth in regard to being sticklers for grammar, my sister and I. I will give you uh, an example of what she's talking about when she says unnecessary apostrophes. People who say something like, um, you know, Sundays are for rest or Sundays are for football or Sundays are for wine. Something to that effect about Sundays being for something. But they put an apostrophe between the Y and the S. Now, that typically would show possession or a contraction. You follow me, Casey? Say it again. Okay, so you wouldn't say uh, Sunday is R for resting, right? If you put an apostrophe between the Y and the S, you would be saying Sunday is R for resting or implying, obviously that's wrong, but you'd also be uh, potentially implying that Sunday is showing ownership, but there's nothing to be owned really in that sentence. So this is like basic elementary school grammar. People also do the same with last names. Yeah. And I want you to take note of this next time you receive a Christmas card in the mail from a family. Now, for instance, if Emily and I were to send one out, we would say happy holidays from the B-Crafts, right? With no apostrophe between the T and the S in B-Crafts, right? Because we aren't showing possession and it's not a contraction. You wouldn't say happy holidays from the B-Craft is. So when you do that, when you want to send out a Christmas card or anything like that, or send greetings from your family and put your last name, it's just an S on your last name. That's how that works. So so next holiday season, when you're getting your holiday cards in the mail, take note of how many people put an apostrophe in their last name in their holiday greeting cards. 
again, this is basic like elementary school. I think we learned this stuff in like fourth grade. It's alarming how many folks apparently skipped that entire lesson plan growing up or just didn't pay any attention to it or just maybe just didn't have a teacher that understood the concept either. And they skipped that entire lesson plan. I don't know. It's alarming either way. It's very scary. Yeah. All right, and moving on. Finally, the moment we've all been waiting for as we count down our top listener-submitted pet peeves on this episode of the Bocephus Broadcast. Mr. Kaysen, would you like to do the honors? Yes. All right, ladies and gentlemen, number one. The number one entry on this week's countdown comes from Bocephus buddy Daniel Roth, who says his biggest pet peeves are listening to people having misinformed or even slightly misinformed conversations about something I know a lot about. In other words, any sort of conversation on Facebook, like on a news outlet page. You ever read the comment section in those? Jeez. Yeah. Just what a world we live in. Uh, Daniel's second biggest pet peeve is hearing somebody badly misquote a movie I love. Oh, no. I can give you a good example of the latter part of that. Uh, The movie Borat, Sasha Baron Cohen movie, very popular when I was in high school. It it came out in, I want to say, maybe 2006 or something like that. So it it was huge. It was a huge movie. Um, of course, one of the characters' big catchphrases in the movie was very nice. Very nice. There's a clip right there of him doing it. Now, lots of us would imitate that catchphrase, most of us pretty well. And I've always been of the belief, like, if you can't do an impersonation well, don't do it at all. So anyway, I used to be able to do it pretty well. I'm not going to try it now because I don't, I don't really know how good I'm at it still or not. Anyway, there was a kid who shall remain nameless who had never seen the movie, but I guess he just wanted to be part of the in crowd because everybody was walking around saying very nice to stuff. So he would do it like this. He would go, very nice, which is just nowhere near even a semblance of accuracy as far as that (laughs) that accent, that imitation goes. So just awful. Yeah. So if you don't know the movie that well, just don't, don't try to quote it or don't try to imitate the characters. You just make yourself look like a fool. All right. Yes. Well, folks, that is going to wrap up the countdown of listeners submitted biggest pet peeves this week. Thank you again to Bush Light for keeping us hydrated this week. Want another one? Yeah, I think I will. Thank you, Mr. Kasem. Sure. As always, thank you to our sponsor, Man Country, who brings you the Bocephus broadcast each week. Yes. If you'd like to stay in touch or follow along, check us out on social media. It's facebook.com slash Bocephus Broadcast. Head on over there, give us a like, and follow along. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram by following at BoBCraft. As always, if you've got questions, comments, concerns, hate mail, community calendar submissions, anything like that, shoot an email over to bocephusbroadcast at gmail.com and or you can always call toll-free 24-7-872-222-8610. Just state your name, leave your message. It's powered by Google Voice and uh, your voicemail could be played on next week's show. Again, that number is 872-222-8610. You got all that? Join us next time for episode 89 of the Bocephus Broadcast. Until then, I'm your host, Bo Craft. I'm Casey Kasem. Have a great week, everyone. We'll catch you then. You've been listening to the Bocephus Broadcast. Infirmary Media.